Well, hello and welcome back to So Talk to Me on our 75th episode. Yeah, it's our 75th episode extravaganza where it's uh, ex- exactly the same as every other episode. Oh, did we say much. we were going to do an extravaganza? Yeah. Oh, man. It's awesome. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't plan anything. I forgot about that. <laughs> Maybe later. But it's Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day. That's the extravaganza this. part. <laughs> is because it's Valentine's Day. We planned it, guys. This was totally planned. Happy St. Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Episode 75. But I mean, when you're listening to this, it's not going to be Valentine's that Day. That doesn't anymore, matter. We're so... recording it on St. Valentine's Day, and therefore it's an extravaganza. Okay. <laughs> uh, whatever you say. Yeah. So, how are you? How's it going? How was your Valentine's Day, babe? <laughs> Perfectly normal. <laughs> um, yeah, because we, we celebrated valentine's day by going out last uh over the weekend we went and we went to a concert yep and it was really cold and it was raining it was really cold and it, was it wasn't outside. raining for very long no it wasn't so it wasn't bad yeah that's yeah. true it was just cold um it was cold but it was fun it was fun to go out and see a show we hadn't done that in a while and then also to see some bands that i like so it was yeah. good cold to us is like Below 50. Yeah. And it was like eh, upper 30s. Yeah. It was, it was pretty cold for us. It's pretty chilly. It's pretty I'm sure chilly. all you folk over in the north side of things are like, seriously, it's like below 40 over here. I'd wear shorts. <laughs> yeah. No, but all those like snowstorms and everything have been crazy. Snowstorms? Yeah. Up in the north. Uh, I I've not heard any. Well, just the about this. just the weather like this winter for some of the states. I'm like, geez, I can't imagine it. I just I can't even fathom. I I honestly can't even fathom zero, let alone anything below that. So like, yeah, I. I don't know what would happen to me if I was in weather like that. You'd probably freeze. I feel like I would die, but probably not. No, but you'd be cold. I would sure. be freakishly cold because I'm a wimp when it comes to cold weather. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> you said it first. I just agreed with you. <laughs> what am I supposed to say that you're wrong? No. <laughs> Anyways. All right. So how are you doing? Um, I'm all right. Just all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm not doing bad or anything like that. It's just, yeah, nothing. There was nothing that really set today apart. If that makes sense. Right. Because, yeah, it was just an ordinary Thursday. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did get to have breakfast together as a family this morning. That was nice. Yeah. That doesn't always happen on Thursdays, so. Or any day. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Had biscuits and gravy and some sausage. It was yummy. Yeah, it was good. I do have some Valentine's Day goodies over here, though. hey I was like, it's Valentine's Day. I'm going to get myself a fancy drink. So I got some wine in front of me, and I have some dark chocolate over here, some Lindor dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. It's yummy. Good stuff. Yep. I was eating the gummy bears that you got me earlier. Saw that. But not right now. <laughs> I will probably return to them as I'm editing the podcast because those things are stinking addicting and I don't have very good self-control because <laughs> like the bag is almost gone. Well, sort of. I but, mean, it wasn't a huge bag. No. no. It was a medium-sized bag. There's a, yeah, there's still a good amount in there. 
good amount for a week's worth of candy. But I do have a beer as well. A regular Sam Adams Boston Lager. Man, it's good stuff. Yum. It's good stuff. I like I like Sam Adams a lot. I can't remember if I've said it before. But they were Yeah. Like, I mean they're pretty good for like a a bigger company, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. But yeah, Sam Adams for for like the huge distribution channels that they have, um, they're still kind of like a, they still experiment with different styles and, and do all kinds of crazy beers. And um, I, I like them a lot. I like them a lot. They're still technically a, a I, don't, I don't know if they're, jeez, I, uh, I don't remember the, like the, um, what the definitions are for the different style. I think, I think they're still considered a craft brewery. Um, just just because of the way that they're run but they might have they might do too much production to actually be considered craft i don't know but regardless i know you know it's like still same owner who started it you know he hasn't sold it off to anyone like that it's nothing it's still it's still basically like small town brewery except on a humongous scale where is sam adams i like him a lot uh boston oh duh yeah hitting up the googles I mean that would make sense. It's a Boston lager. So. Yeah. So Sam Adams, um, the the beer is is called Samuel Adams, but the brewery is the Boston Brewery. Or, oh. Excuse me, the Boston Beer Company is the name of the brewery. Oh. So yeah, they're they're out of Boston. <laughs> Massachusetts. Boston. There you go. Well, all right. Anything crazy going on that you've seen on the interwebs? Nah, I don't know. Not Any really. dumpster fires on Twitter lately <laughs> that I haven't seen? Uh, uh, yeah, but nah. Yeah. I mean, there's always, there's always, Twitter's always full of angry people. Do you follow James White on Twitter? Yes, I do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just watching The Dividing Line and he had mentioned some, I don't know. He, he, he was talking about Twitter. Okay. And how just crazy it is. And said that he had said something, and I guess people went crazy over it. I don't, but I don't know if that was recently or if he was referring to something that happened a while ago. But yeah, I'm not sure. Twitter's not that great at uh, like being able to see full conversations or, or see other people's like replies, um, unless you're intentionally looking for them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm not sure exactly to what he is referring, but um, meh, it is what it is. But yeah, I I don't know. I've I've been I say this every week, but I've just been busy, and so I haven't I haven't noticed very much else. I haven't listened to kind of my normal like political type podcasts mm. or anything like that lately. So um, so nothing nothing out of the ordinary. There's always crazy stuff going on. Yeah, I mean, if I was listening to political podcasts, I might say something about the the Green New Deal um, because I've heard that that is a dumpster fire. I have no idea but, what that um, is. That's uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez's plan. Her uh, her uh, what you call it? Her not budget plan, but it's a bill that she was trying to get passed. That's basically it's it's absolutely. Because she's she's a, a democratic socialist, and so you know she wants a nanny state. So this is the step to getting there. And a what? It's crazy. A nanny state, a state that takes care of you, a government that is there to take care of you. Oh, okay. Nanny state. Yeah. So. So she wants you to pay a lot more taxes for the government to have control over everything that you do. Yeah, basically. Gotcha. To ensure that everyone has uh, a living wage, like is over the poverty level. So even if you're not working, you would still be paid by the government. That makes no sense. It makes no sense. That means that all. other citizens are paying for you to do nothing. Mm-hmm. And it's actually incentive not to work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyways, if I were listening to the political commentary and actually knew more about the entire, the, the Green New Deal, then maybe we could have a conversation about it. But because I am ignorant um, and I have only heard some like talking points, 
that make me roll my eyes. <laughs> um, but the the whole thing is just it's it's a political circus because of how it was released, and then her team says that it was doctored before it was released, and so it wasn't the actual deal. So some of the crazier stuff in it, like that, wasn't actually supposed to be released to the public, and then, um, but then they're gonna. Th- like some people are like pushing it through to get voted on in its current state so that they can like basically just brush it under the rug and forget about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Um, I just don't know enough about it all. All of these are alleged things that I've been hearing, not uh, nothing that I've actually studied for myself. So I'm being very, um, uh, trying to think of the right word. But um, this is not the way that you have um, conversations on a podcast about things that you cannot actually corroborate. <laughs> so sorry for wasting your time, everyone out there. Jeez. Yeah. So yeah, I got nothing. I don't pay attention to politics and I'm not on Twitter. Um, You're on Facebook. A lot. I am, but I, I am, but I haven't like seen anything or nothing that I remember anything or anything like that that would be really worth talking about. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Which I guess is a good thing. People aren't going crazy. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I. Uh, I don't even know if we want to talk about this. <laughs> oh. Well, now you have to mention it. No, I have to. Okay. <laughs> um, I had read... Well, no, I actually didn't finish it. It was a super long article. But, uh, you know, there was a big thing about the, the SBC that was... Um, Ooh, yeah. Was that not what you thought I was talking about? No, that's what I thought you were going to okay. mention. Okay, yeah. you looked a little surprised when I said it. I was like, uh-oh. No, I, I mean, it's just... Into this? awful like it's yeah it's disgusting and yeah. horrific mm-hmm. yes yes it is um so basically yeah the uh i think it was like the houston chronicle or something like that um did kind of an in-depth investigative report into the the southern baptist convention um and the churches that are part of the southern baptist convention and and basically found um just like I can't. I can't even remember the number. I think it was. Yeah, I've seen a lot of stuff posted about it, but um, and I've I've saved some stuff, but I haven't like gone back and read it yet. Okay. Yeah. The the I mean the original article is really long, and again, I I had only gotten about you know halfway through it. Um. So the tagline. I mean, okay. So the article I've pulled it up here. It, the article is called Abuse of Faith, and the tagline or the subtitle or whatever, it says, 20 years, 700 victims, Southern Baptist sexual abuse spreads as leaders resist reforms. Um, so, I mean, that, that may be, that last line may be a little bit of an overstatement, resisting reforms, but that, that has to do with the type of ch- churches, um, like some of the, some of the like, tenets of being a part of the Southern Baptist Convention. So anyways, this, this is a huge report into the Southern Baptist Convention that found, um, yeah, 700, well, it says 700 victims, so I don't even know if that's 700 different cases. I would assume 700 different cases, because I, I doubt that they're all the same, but a lot of them have to do with, like, sexual abuse right, I'm or saying, harassment. I don't know if it's 700 instances or 700... Because it just says victims, so mm-hmm. you know some victims. Well, an instance would include multiple. a victim, I would assume. Right, but some victims may have multiple instances. Oh, that's Does true. That makes sense. So the number of instances may be well over seven hundred. Yeah. So, um, and basically, it has to do. The article has to do with the way that the churches handled these these cases of sexual abuse and I say handled mishandled or didn't handle it at all. Yeah. Yeah. Swept it under the rug. How it's somewhat similar to like the, 
what's going on in the in the Roman Catholic Church as well, and how um, how their their cases of abuse have been have been brought out as well. Um, the big difference, so the similarity is is simply that a lot of these instances, like you said, are kind of swept under the rug. Um, if if the person on staff who ever committed these these things ha- were dismissed, you know, were fired or whatever, um, they the article talks about how a lot of these instances were not reported to the authorities, which makes my blood boil. Mm-hmm. Like I don't understand how I I don't understand why you would. Um, attempt to defend the. I mean, you're accused. complicit at that point. Like, right? Yeah, you have yeah. no excuse. It just, it, yeah, right. It doesn't make sense. I mean, if, well, no, I don't even want to. I don't even want to throw out scenarios. It just doesn't make sense to me why you wouldn't immediately go to the authorities when when someone on your staff is accused of sexually abusing someone in your congregation like that. I, I don't understand why your knee jerk reaction would be to, to go into defense mode, you know, it just, anyways. So, so the difference between the SBC and, um, and the Catholic church is simply that the way the Catholic church is structured is that you have the Pope who is, you know, the head of the church and what he says goes, and then you have you know people under him, bishops and things like that, that kind of oversee everything. Where the SBC is kind of flipped, and um, each church is somewhat autonomous, and being a part, like there is no head of the SBC, like there's an SBC president, sure, but there's no head that that is able to oversee other churches. The churches don't have oversight. There, it's more like a union of mm-hmm. different churches, and so um, there is no method with which the SBC, as a convention, um, like tracks issues of abuse within its different churches. Does that make sense? Like, it right. doesn't. It doesn't require. So, if this person was fired, they they could just go to another church and get another job. Yes, and no now, one would really know because it wasn't reported. Because it wasn't reported, right? And it's not—it's not, it's not going to show up in their back background check, right? Now, why that you wouldn't check with a previous church, I don't understand. Um, but of course, they're probably not going to reference a previous church that they went to. So, um, yeah, the, it's, and it's, if I don't know if the previous church just swept it under the rug and just fired them, like I don't. From my point of view, it seems like, and and didn't report it, it would mm-hmm. be like they were just afraid that it would hurt their church's reputation, mm-hmm. and they held, they idolized that. Um, so I would assume if another church did call about someone just to check reference, they probably wouldn't even comment on it. That seems ridiculous to it me. It is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. But if yeah, you're not reporting something, yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, it's already completely mishandled. So, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if we, again, <laughs> if we really want to kind of talk about this because um, it just, it honestly, it makes me mad. Like I don't it understand. Should. I don't understand why it's disgusting. It's evil. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not quite sure what to say. I know. Um, Al Mohler wrote, wrote an article and I think, I think it was really good because he kind of said, um, kind of the similar things like, or, or at least like laid out the problem, um, of abuse and then also laid out the fact, like the difficulty in having the SBC actually do something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then calling for like, this is, this is happening within these churches. We need to do something. Is, is basically, you know, like, um, well, actually, I think what he called for, if I remember correctly, was a third-party audit. Um, so because, like, these churches and because the SBC as a whole has um, basically failed, mm-hmm. you know, in, in 
doing anything about this because this was a investigative report by a newspaper right that uncovered all this it 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 wasn't internally by the SBC that this had gotten out now if i understand correctly there was an investigation an, an ongoing investigation into um sexual abuse within the SBC um that the SBC was conducting but it had been like over a year at the point that this article was released and and like hadn't released anything so it's kind of like they've kind of shown themselves not to be able to do anything <laughs> if that makes any sense so um so Mueller's out article was really good in that he um I, I think he had a strong kind of call to action for his own denomination mm -hmm. which I thought was good um, but yeah I I don't have any answers except like it seems like common sense but you need to take this stuff seriously like I, I honestly like if if you are a victim you don't have to go to your elders or your pastor first to talk about it go to the authorities mm -hmm. go to the authorities yeah when a crime is committed it's not it's it's no longer just a church issue right does that make sense it's not just dealt with in the church yes, it shouldn't be <laughs> right yes the scripture talks about things like um you know paul kind of ridicules a church for why are you suing each other like you are brothers and sisters in christ um so there are things like that where he's saying don't go outside of the church to resolve your disputes right so you have you have a financial dispute or something like that well yeah try and like try and resolve those things as the body of christ right right but he's not talking about but he's not talking about criminal crimes. yeah yeah yeah, when it is something like that, when there's f abuse, right? Physical abuse, sexual abuse, things like this. Like, that's what the government is there for. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I talk about a, The a government lot about, is there to wield the sword. Yes, yeah. I talk about the things I don't like about the government a lot, but um, this, is, this is the primary purpose of the government, mm -hmm. is to be able to punish evildoers. Um, and so, yeah, if, the, if something like this has happened, like, it's not a matter of grace, okay? I, I want to tread lightly here, okay? If you personally want to show the person grace, awesome, you know, like, I'm all for that. But they need to feel the consequence of what they have done. That grace includes abiding by the law. Yes. Yes, exactly. And if the Because they need consequences. Right. If they're if the authority decides to show them grace as well. I mean, you know, it's it's not your place to pardon yeah, the crime that they have committed. Justice is a grace from God. Mm -hmm. So either way. Right. Report it. <laughs> right. And they need their consequence. Yeah. And hopefully you get justice. So that was fun. <laughs> Episode Ugh. 75 extravaganza. Yay. Over here. Talking about abuse. All right. Well, I don't really know how to segue from that into our topics. So, uh, <laughs> um, so we'll just get started on our first topic then. I guess. Here we go. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about um, what our identity is as Christians um, because I think that, well, just our culture in general is incredibly confused and wrong about identity. Um, I think it's incredibly clear with the, the rise of intersectionality and how it's even crept into the church. Um, so, so yeah, I think it's something that's uh, really important mm -hmm. that we need to, to talk about and identify and stand firm in. 
So, as Christians, Josh Brocklow, what is our identity? What is our identity? Mm-hmm. Well, our identity is in Christ. Right. We are Christians. We're right. um, children of God. Right. So, so what, is that, what does that mean? Our identity being in Christ. Um, I, I would say it means that uh, my worth is found in Christ, that my, um, <laughs> the things that are most fundamental about me are no longer the things that um, I, I do or people see or, ah, that makes any sense. Maybe that doesn't, maybe that's not the right way to say it. But who I am existentially is defined by my relationship to God. Mm -hmm. Great. I want to read Galatians chapter 3, verses 27 and 28. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, There is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. So let's talk about that first verse. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Mm -hmm. So as many of you as were baptized into Christ, so believing in Christ, having the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you are in Christ, but it also says you have put on Christ. Mm-hmm. So then that tells me that you are like, you're no longer you. <laughs> you okay. have put on Christ. You have put on his righteousness, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Okay, what What are your what, thoughts? In what sense? What do you mean by that? By putting on Christ? Yeah. Well, we have been uh, imputed with Christ's righteousness, right? Mm-hmm. Like his blood has covered, his righteous blood has covered our sins. Right. So we are, I mean, like it says, we are, uh, the old has died and now we're a new creation. Mm-hmm. Um. So we are no longer our totally depraved self. We are now putting on Christ's righteousness. Okay. Cool. Okay. Sorry, didn't know if you wanted to add <laughs> anything to that. Um. And then the second part: there is neither Jew nor Greek. Okay, I want to stop right there. There's neither Jew nor Greek. What does that mean? Sorry, are you asking? Yes, yes, I'm asking you. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, well, I mean, this, that's a huge thing for, it, just like the story of the Israelites as a people, mm-hmm. is that being a part of Israel, um, being from the line of Abraham, meant that you were a part of God's people mm-hmm. meant that you were a part of this, this covenant that God had made right. with these specific people. So, um, so I think that's a very radical thing to say. There's yeah. no longer Jew nor Greek. So um, the differences that separated Jews as the people of God and Greeks as Gentiles um, no longer separate that. Um, yeah, so I mean, I think I think that's what it says on its on its face. I think um, the argument will kind of open up a little bit more, like what he's talking to as we go on. Um, but that's that's what it that's what I think of when he says there's no longer a Jew nor Greek. Right. I mean, yeah, that is a very radical statement. I mean, I think even for today, 
um, we tend to put so much stock, so much of our identity in um, either our ethnicity or what people group we identify with, right? Mm -hmm. Like we tend to hold that up so much. And that was a, that was a really big issue in this time, whether you were a Jew or a Greek, um, like they were sort of at odds with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, so saying that there is neither Jew nor Greek, like you no longer identify with this division. Mm -hmm. You, you are no longer to divide yourself. Yeah. Going on, there is neither slave nor free. That's also a big identity issue right there. Mm -hmm. Like being a slave or being free. Mm -hmm. Just thinking about like the time period here um, when, I mean, bond servants were a very normal thing. Right. Um, And then, you know, being free freedom in scripture um is always um is always something that's looked forward to right mm-hmm. um and so saying that now that you're in Christ and you've put on Christ like basically even if you are a slave or if you are free, you no longer identify as that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think I think especially with the time, um, talking about freed men and slaves, um, it it also has to do with um, like it's it's difficult to get away from our connotations of slavery here in America. Um, I I don't think it was as necessarily as strong. So so. That's why I use the term bond servant. Right, exactly, exactly. So American chattel slavery is particularly heinous. Right. It's the type of slavery that the Old Testament law would have said to, you know, that that person deserves to die. Right. (laughs) You know, you kidnap another human, like you deserve to die. Mm -hmm. Um, It literally says that in in Exodus as well. If you you kidnap someone, you're put to death. (laughs) Right, exactly, (laughs) exactly. So, um, So it's not, it's not necessarily, it's not like brushing that under the rug when it says that there's no, no longer free or slave, okay? Um, there are consequences for, for sin like that, like chattel slavery. Um, at the time that this was written, the type of slavery that was going on was almost more like a social class. Right. Right, so um, like slaves could even hold hold office within um within the roman uh i'm not i'm not sure within their judicial system mm-hmm. okay so so slaves were not you know it's not like a slave was held under the feet of his master kind of a deal um it, it's not it's not as as antagonistic necessarily as it as kind of some of the things that we assume here in america nowadays mm-hmm. um so i say that just to say like american slave like like, don't think that it's brushing the sins that occurred, especially in America, right. of slavery under the rug. That's not what he's saying. That's not the type of slavery that it's referring to. Right. But I think what it is referring to is also, it also makes a very poignant statement saying that there is no longer any class that you belong to. Mm-hmm. You're not upper class. You're not lower class. Like, in Christ, we are all one. Right. Like, we can actually come together. Um, and James talks about this as well, how, how, um, uh, it's, it says in James, let the, let the lowly brother exult in his, um, like in his high standing and the, the rich exult in his humiliation. Like it talks about how we are on the same, same plane, like whether or not Christ has brought you up in social class since you've joined the church or whether he's brought you down because you're associating now with lower class. Like, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. None of that matters because there is no class. Like, you are brothers and sisters. So so I think right. it is still making a very strong claim, 
just oh yeah just don't don't hear it as like um if someone is sinning against you well it doesn't matter like the no that that's literally what we just talked about with the whole sbc conversation <laughs> so anyway sorry uh well in the next part there is no male and female is that saying that we no longer have our genders mm-hmm. sorry big eye roll there <laughs> No, that's not what it's saying. Right. <laughs> uh, um, no, what it's saying there is that whether you esteem yourself as something better because you're a male or if you esteem yourself or look down on yourself as lower because you're a woman, like... Basically, if you are identifying yourself from your gender, you no longer do that. Like, there is no longer a division between male and female, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think division is a very important word when we're talking about these verses, um, mm-hmm. because that was a very big um a very big issue especially when you're talking about Jew or Greek like that was a big division there slave mm-hmm. or free big division there male female there's a big division there like these verses are saying there's no longer a division mm-hmm. especially because the next part of that verse says for you are all one in Christ Jesus doesn't matter if you're a Jew or if you're a Greek. doesn't matter if you're a slave or you're free. doesn't matter if you're a male or a female. You are all brothers and sisters in Christ. You are all united to each other. Mm-hmm. You are all the bride of Christ. Mm-hmm. There is no longer this division of class. There is no longer this division of hierarchy. You are one in Christ. Right. Does that mean you no longer have roles? No. (laughs) That's not what it's saying. Mm -hmm. Right. It doesn't. hmm. So that's interesting. So so let me just push up against that a little bit more. So like like you said, we still we still live within our our roles Mm -hmm. specifically as male and female so then let's work our way back okay um for for the slave and free Mm -hmm. like it doesn't free you from slavery right that you're a part of the church but within the church it doesn't it doesn't matter you're still you're still united but so like if if a man and if a you know a roman citizen and his slave were to attend you know the the church service they are they are brothers mm-hmm. right they are within within the church they're not there's no like you said no hierarchy of of spirituality but right. then outside of the church in their duties in the home mm-hmm. it doesn't negate that right but now obviously they are to treat each other as brothers in Christ and so the way that they love each other ought to look different mm-hmm. after you're Christian. But it doesn't negate the fact that you actually are still indebted to this other person mm-hmm. and that you do need to fulfill your duties to this other person as his slave, yeah. as his bondservant. That's a, yeah. yeah, the thing about reading this verse and not taking it out of context is that you have to look at the whole of Scripture when mm-hmm. you read it. Because if you look at the whole of Scripture you will see that um, if if you're trying to make this mean that there are no um, role differences between men and women now, mm-hmm. then you're saying that all of the verses that talk about our different roles are contradictory. Are contradictory right. Meaning that God's lying about those things. That can't possibly be true. Yeah. So, like, I've heard people try to use this verse to say that now there's no longer any gender roles, mm-hmm. which 
doesn't make any sense because there are books in the Bible that were written after this. Yeah. Where Paul specifically uh, states gender roles and refers back to the creation order for them. So, like, mm-hmm. that doesn't make any sense. Um, all of that to say, we are one in Christ. Our identity is in Christ, mm-hmm. not in these uh, social statuses or ethnicities or mm-hmm. even gender. Um, and I want to go to another verse, uh, John one verse 12 says, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So again, with Galatians, like this is saying that if you believe you are a child of God, meaning that everyone who believes is a brother or a sister in -hmm. Christ. And then, and then Colossians three, one through three says, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on things that are above not on things that are on earth, for you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. You have died, Mm -hmm. and your life is hidden with Christ in God. What does that mean? Again, I take it back to the the old man has died. You are a new creation. Mm-hmm. So you have died and you have been made new. So you have a new life that's hidden in Christ. Meaning... Like now you're covered again, like you're covered with Christ's righteousness. And you have the Holy Spirit. You have eternal life. Okay. I mean, this definitely also speaks to Christ the deity, but this is that's a whole different episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, they all speak to Christ's deity. <laughs> Why do you have any specific thoughts on that? No, I was just, it's just interesting wording, hidden with Christ in God. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the sure. ESV. I can look up a yeah. different translation to see if it says anything different. Let's see. What does NIV say? Uh, since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Okay, it's the same thing. Um, let's look at something else. See what the NASB says. That one's my favorite. It says the same thing. For you have died and your life is your life is hidden with Christ in God. Yep, CSB says the same thing. <laughs> they all say the same thing. Yeah. What's the one that Streetlights does? I think it's that's NLT. I think that's NLT. Let's see what NLT. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. Okay, so that makes sense. Like, you died to this life, and your real life is your eternal life with God, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. In other words. Cool. Um, it kind of reminds me of, I've got a passage here from Philippians, Philippians yeah. 3. Um where Paul says, for we are the circumcision, so obviously referring to his Jewishness there, mm-hmm. we're the circumcision who worship by the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. So, excuse me, he would be talking about his Jewishness, except that um, now he's talking about, because we're Christians, like he's talking about circumcision of the heart, so not right, his Jewishness. Right. Yeah, so, excuse me. Being a chosen one. Right. Right. Yeah. 
So there, um, that he puts no confidence in the flesh. Though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also. If anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I've suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. Mm, I had to memorize that in high school. But I love that because he's just like, um, if anyone wants to boast, I'm the one that should be boasting. Yeah. But I'm not because I can't because of what Christ did. Like, like he's, he's just like laying all of his stuff out there. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, it's all nothing. Don't pay attention to these things. They don't matter in eternity. Mm-hmm. What counts is the treasure in heaven. It is Christ. It is being with him. Yeah, I'm I'm try- I'm trying to think through this, sorry, because um I I do think I agree that like what what he's talking about in in these verses is his righteousness before God. And he's saying that none of this none of these none of his earthly pedigree like makes any difference. Right. Um in his standing before God. He counts them as rubbish um so that he could be found in God. Um because uh that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. So it doesn't have anything to do with, well, yeah, none of that could fulfill um, that righteousness that God gives him. But I think he does bring up those things for a reason as well. Well, yeah, because he's speaking to the Jews. Right, exactly, exactly. So so there is he's some... He's appealing to their... <laughs> mm-hmm. Their pharisaical thinking so to speak yeah yeah exactly if that's even a word (laughs) sure (laughs) it is tonight (laughs) okay well did you have anything else uh with that subject no but yeah uh again i wanted to bring this topic up because our culture tends to try to make everyone identify themselves with something, whether it be of victimization of some kind, mm-hmm. whether it be your ethnicity, whether it be your social class. Um, I mean, any earthly thing, basically, yeah, um, is what they tell you to put your identity in. And... I mean, we don't have to wonder. Scripture talks about it. Scripture addresses it. God addresses it. Because it's not just something that we struggle with today. It's something that everyone has always struggled with for always. <laughs> mm-hmm. Since the beginning. Um, and God says in his word that if we are in Christ, we need to put all of those things aside because we are now one. Mm-hmm. So in other words, there are no, there's no quote-unquote white Christianity. There's no quote-unquote black Christianity. There's no um, feminist Christian. If you are a Christian, you are one with all other Christians. Right. So don't try to segregate yourself or divide yourself from other brothers and sisters by putting, by attaching some other label to Christianity. 
because mm-hmm. that's honestly a complete con- contradiction mm-hmm. to what God himself says that Christianity is supposed to be. So then what would you say about denominations? Well, denominations are different because they are, um, they're based on different interpretations of scripture. Mm-hmm. So um, they're still holding God's word to the highest standard, but they have different convictions mm-hmm. of what God has said. So, for instance, like with um, Presbyterians and Baptists, like we we differ on the um, the issue of baptism because mm-hmm. we interpret. Uh, what scripture has to, what God has to say about it differently. Um, and obviously we're human. We'll, on this earth, we will never have a complete perfect understanding of what God has revealed about himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me. So we will always have a flawed interpretation of scripture. Yeah. Um, and therefore people will just differ on interpretations. Now there is a difference between uh there's a difference between understanding something differently after you have exegeted it in scripture and then viewing something differently by um bringing your presupposition in and eisegeting something into scripture. So in other words, um there sorry it looked like you were going to sneeze or something again okay there um there are things that uh christianity as a whole has held to for thousands of years and um fairly recently some christians or people have said that um that it's wrong and we should view it differently for instance like homosexuality or um women in the pulpit you know like it these are things that have been clearly laid out in scripture but some come to uh with a presupposition because of culture and read into scripture what isn't there that's what I Jesus is. Anyways. Um, so, sorry. I may have rambled on horrendously. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, um, that, that's just my take on, like, why uh, denominations are, are there and even actually good. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you had just said that if you if you attach any other label to Christian, mm-hmm. that um, that it it's self contradictory, right? Well, I mean, if you place yourself in a, in a certain denomination and view another denomination as uh, like heretical or not one with you in Christ because they're a different denomination, then yeah, that's wrong. But if you're just a part of a different denomination because you have a different understanding of something in Scripture than they do, that's not the same as not being one in Christ, if that makes sense. But do you think there are heretical denominations? I yeah, oh yeah, sure. I think that there are definitely some. There are some groups out there that call themselves Christian that um, that don't hold to the basic fundamentals of the Christian faith, therefore that they are not Christian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For instance, like Mormonism or yeah. um, Jehovah's Witnesses uh, or Roman Catholicism that would attach works to salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the New Apostolic Reformation, like those things that are, uh, that are, heretical that don't hold to the foundations of the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. No, I, I would say that those aren't, um, those aren't actual denominations within Christianity. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but things like, 
Uh, so we are, we consider ourselves Baptists. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, dear, dear friends and family who are Presbyterians, who we love dearly and consider our, and consider to be our brothers and sisters in Christ mm-hmm. because they are. So different denominations are based on secondary issues, mm-hmm. not fundamental issues. Yeah. But things like what you had brought up earlier, like white church, black church, right. feminist, Christian, whatever, mm-hmm. those would be secondary issues as well, right? Those aren't fundamentals of the gospel. Well, there's nowhere in... um nowhere in scripture that's like scripture specifically speaks to not identifying yourself um with your ethnicity when you're in christ yeah or identifying yourself with a social class when you're in christ or with in the case of feminism like putting yourself uh higher than man It says that we are one. You're no longer male and female. Like you're, you're one. Mm-hmm. You're united. Right. Right. Yeah. I think I think the muddy the, the muddy the waters just get muddied when you're when you're talking about things that are you know movements or whatever. So so yeah, something like feminism that, um, well, and that also that word just has. Means it has a lot of baggage to yeah. different people, so, uh, it, so and it was never based on Christianity, anyways, or Christian yeah. values. So, right, right. So imposing that upon, yeah, yeah. So I understand. Don't don't hear me as saying like I, I, I just want to be clear on on kind of what what you're saying. I'm not. I, I'm kind of playing devil's advocate. Right now, I know because I'm trying. I'm trying to <laughs> I just know see where you where stand this, on these issues, <laughs> where this kind of plays out, and and to make sure that we're not like we're not applying a standard in one area and not in another. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, like, I yeah, I just want to make sure that that this all kind of works out, and then we're not just railing against things that we disagree with. If that makes right, sense. yeah, so. I I I don't know a Christian that would say that they aren't a brother and sister with Christ based on like based on something that's a secondary issue. Yeah. Um and if I'm sure there are Christians out there that would would claim otherwise um but I mean if yeah, if they're elevating secondary issues to fun to foundational issues then that's wrong mm-hmm. obviously yeah. yeah and i think i think where this plays out if if we haven't been clear because my mind is kind of jumbled right now so forgive me this, maybe this is just for me maybe it's not for you guys um but i think i think what you know like what you were saying is that this has to do with our unity in christ mm-hmm and um so therefore we ought not to um divide over these over these things within the church so so like we ought not to have like like you had said we ought not to have white churches and black churches and rich churches and bourgeois churches and you know proletariat churches and and lower class churches and right. and uh you know, um, young professional churches and male churches and female churches. Like, right. these are not things that we ought to divide take, ourselves over. Right. And take into account when we are with each other in the body of Christ. Right. Um, now, certainly, if there are other issues that kind of stem from that that need to be addressed. So, something like, okay, the first issue of, of racism. Yes, that needs to be addressed because if you, if someone within the body of Christ is being racist, actual racist, please don't. <laughs> oh my gosh, I feel like I need to define the word because everything is called racist nowadays. If you are looking at your brother of a different ethnicity, um, and 
and you think lower of him as a person because of his ethnicity. That's what I'm defining racism, okay? Yeah. If someone within the church is actually racist towards someone else within the church or even outside of the church, then that's an issue with which you ought to be disciplined mm-hmm. in your church because that is sin. Right. Okay. Um, so there are certainly things, there are certainly, um, you know, kind of issues that come up from, that are kind of secondary to, to these things, ah, if that makes any sense. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look for, for the right words to say. But basically, within the body of Christ, we ought not to 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 view each other as as like you said, as adding these other labels of male Christian or female Christian or black Christian right. or white Christian. Like, like no. no matter what our nation's history was, <laughs> you don't identify. If you are in Christ, you don't identify yourself with that history. If that makes sense. Like. So now if we're talking about racism, especially among like. um, Quote unquote white and quote unquote black. um, I say quote unquote because. I think just identifying yourself with a color is sort of ridiculous. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But. (laughs) That's why I use the word ethnicity instead of race. Because. Yeah. We're all the human much, race, yeah, but there are different word. ethnicities. Um basically what I'm trying to say is you can't hold you can't hold someone accountable for their ethnicity's past sins is what I'm saying. Because well, that doesn't make any sense and they if they haven't personally committed the sin of racism against you, then you can't hold them accountable for any racism. Does that make sense? Am I making sense? It makes sense. I'm not sure how it necessarily. Well, I'm talking about the whole idea with like white churches, black churches, Hispanic churches. Like if you're purposely segregating yourself to not involve a certain ethnicity, that is a racism of a certain, like on a certain level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay to have it's okay to have a major a majority of a certain ethnicity in your church. I mean, if that's like the if you're in a certain area and that happens to be the majority of the ethnicity in your area, then you're probably going to have that be the majority of your church. Mm-hmm. But as long as you are open to every single brother or sister in Christ. You're not a racist church. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can't, you can't call a church racist if they have more white people than black people or if they have more black people than white people. Like as long as they are open to having, to inviting every brother and sister in Christ mm-hmm. in there, they're not, they're not racist. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. I'm getting a little bit on a soapbox now because I think the whole like social justice warriorism is absolutely ridiculous and I don't like the term racial reconciliation because I don't think that I don't like the term race because mm-hmm. I think it honestly just creates division. Well, Paul talks about how he runs the race to win. That's not the same kind of race. Body to <laughs> not the same kind of race. <laughs> Anyways, I'm just going to shut up because I'm going to get on a soapbox it's that a doesn't make other... any sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is not necessarily where where we wanted to go. Um, shut it down right there. <laughs> identity is in Christ. Okay, exactly. If you're identifying with with something, if you else, are a Christian. You are one. With all other Christians. Yes. Yeah. Unity of body. Yes. All right. Good stuff. Well, if you have any controversial opinions for us, you can uh, <laughs> reach out to us. Our email address is so talk to me podcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter. Our handle is at so underscore talk to me. Or you can uh, check out our Instagram as well. Our handle on that is so talk to me podcast. 
And then, of course, we've got our Facebook page that you can follow us on where we share some dank memes. <laughs> I do like the memes. <laughs> Good stuff. They get shared, okay? <laughs> yep. They get our name out there. <laughs> I like them. You like the Scooby-Doo one? I like the Scooby-Doo one a funny. lot. It was funny. It was funny. Because it it plays with your expectation because, you know, it's supposed to be the bad guy. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, no, it's the Bible. (laughs) That's good. I like it. So if you don't know what we're talking about, go to our Facebook page. There's a Scooby-Doo meme there, and it's good. I already shared the punchline, but (laughs) you'll get it when you see it. Plus, if you've been listening to us for a while, you'll you'll understand as well. All right, any um any final thoughts before we head out for the evening? I'm trying to think of some recommendations. Um I'm pretty sure I've I well, I know I've already recommended this, but um I'm going to recommend it again because they're awesome, but uh my friends Hannah and Esther have an awesome podcast called The Blue Stocking Baptists. They're two amazing women who talk about theology. And yeah, you should check them out. Just saying. Nice. Any recos, Broccolo? Nope. No? Nothing. I got nothing. Okay. All right. (laughs) Well, till our episode 76 extravaganza next week. (laughs) Don't make any promises you can't keep. (laughs) Until then, guys. Bye. Go talk to your spouse. Have fun. And what they think about the word race. <laughs> I like wine. <laughs>